0: Now at the main stage of Green Tech, we've got something a little different, a little special, and uh, we're gonna be going into the Dragon's Den format, if you like, uh, with some pioneering leaders of horticulture here in the studio, and a very special dragon that I'll come to in just a moment. But let me introduce to you our uh, Dragon Challenge Masters, if you like, and that is Wouter Kuyper from Kubo. Wouter, greetings to you. We also have with us Peter Decker from PDI, and we have with us Peter Kraut from Fakada. So those are the three challenges, if you like. And uh, we have our dragon here uh, in the shape of Jori. Jori van Gijst. And Jori, you have a particular challenge for everybody here. Would you like to state your challenge? And then we'll have the gentlemen say how they intend to respond to it.
1: Yes. The challenge uh, I have for everybody here at the table is: How are you going to feed the world? Based on my presentation before, so Walter, what is your perspective on that challenge?
2: That's a good one. Um, I think um, we can feed the world by building uh, sustainable greenhouse solutions.
1: Can you elaborate a little bit on that?
2: Well, um, we have to deal with outside climate, and outside climate is difficult to grow in. So we need to go to covered growing solutions and um, but it must be sustainable but that's still um, uh, future music circular even. but for now su- sustainable will do we go we are moving towards circular but that is the way to go because that's where we can m- maintain a good climate, produce year-round quality 365 in a year um, with, with the lowest input possible and the highest yields possible.
1: What is your perspective in terms of uh, the relationship between vertical farming and greenhouse?
2: Now I think vertical farming is a is, uh, is a niche within within growing food sustainably. Um I think it is not economically viable yet. Yet. Uh, we will see what will happen in the future. And um it will has a function I think for for the for the for the seedlings to uh to grow the seedlings for the for, for, the, for the greenhouses. You have to ask yourself also the question: Is vertical farming in an enclosed environment is that f- sustainable? Because you're actually putting a lot of grow light in by using electricity generated by what coal, coal plants, gas power plants, maybe a little bit renewable. But if you go into greenhouses, you always have the, the, the sun for free. It is that's that's the the most sustainable energy source you can imagine.
1: Can you can you give us a perspective on which new technologies you use to? help feed the world and to be more sustainable inside uh, your own organization?
2: Uh, Kubo, we, we are, I, I must I can say, a frontrunner on, on, on semi-closed greenhouse uh, uh, systems and and on and thus on sustainable, building sustainable greenhouse solutions. So we are building large scale commercial greenhouse operations. And our, our um, the, the best source in Stable is, is our ultra concept, which is a semi-closed greenhouse where we can, for example, there's a many features in it, but one of the interesting features is, is that we can grow with low-grade heat. So you can heat the greenhouse with low-grade. So you can plug it in, in almost every, every heat waste source available. So whether it's uh, industrial waste heat, whether it's uh, geothermal, uh, name it. And, and if you look at cities, you know, there's a lot of waste heat available. Interesting.
1: So, what, what, if you look forward, let's say the next five to ten years, what, what is the biggest improvement you see in terms of feeding the world or be, be more sustainable or circular or regenerative, even
2: beyond that? kijk, okay, the first thing is of course feeding the world, but we have to also um, make sure that that we keep in mind that we have to be careful with with our planet, right? Because there's only one Earth, um, so we it, we have to do it combined. And um, the Netherlands have always been a frontrunner in 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 environmental aspects if concerned to the greenhouse industry. Um, Our government has constantly pushed us uh, uh, or tried to move us in a positive way with incentives to to go to the next level uh, with less energy, uh, less waste for, for let's say, uh, using less fertilizer, uh, less uh, pesticides and that's going to happen i think that's going to accelerate in the next 5 to 10 years
1: thank you bahut a lot uh oh. very insightful uh, i would like to give the floor to uh, peter Yes. what is your perspective how are we, we going to feed yeah. Going to feed the world
3: yeah well, we want uh, to create of course uh, the best climate uh, in the greenhouse with our screen installations and yeah you can use them uh, for of course uh, to control the climate, the temperature in the greenhouse, but also for taking care for the emission of the grow lights. But also a very important thing is uh, for saving energy. And what do you think? Uh, what
1: are the key developments if you look forward in the next uh, five years? Yeah, when do you see a lot of
3: leverage or ways to improve this? A lot of things uh, change at the moment because when I look ten years back uh, in vegetable. That vegetable growers uh, mostly work with one screen and maybe also a plastic second screen. Uh, nowadays, most vegetable growers having already two screens for also uh, more say uh, energy saving, of course. So there's a lot of things changing in the world at the moment. Yeah, okay. And do you have a perspective on the answers uh, given by Wouter? Yes, of course. We we do a, a lot. Together, so that we know what's happening. But yeah, what I say, there's a lot of things uh, are changing at the moment. So we we have to try to be there also to to create the yeah the perfect
1: climate. So we had a conversation before this uh, session here about let's say the more soft factors uh, inside your organisation. And we talk about sustainability purpose. So uh, in this conversation, we talked about purpose, culture, culture, values. The importance of community organizational safety all that uh, the trust Mm -hmm. in a in times of corona can can you share a little bit uh, about your internal organization how is how are these soft factors
3: yeah that's those changing or yeah those are very important uh, of course when i when i look to uh, to our company uh, in the COVID time it's it's yeah you have to work for example at home the most people but i have uh, difficulties to 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 send my people because they want to be at the office, you have you have to have connection with each other to discuss about things, etc. So yeah, interesting. So to build on that uh, briefly,
1: uh, what I see out as an outsider is that the nature of work is changing. So people go to the office normally for more creative work, mm-hmm. strategic work, let's say complex work, yeah. because then it's better to uh, you become more effective by being aligned uh, physically. Uh, and all the other stuff can be outsourced by remote work, or the routine work, or rational, wor- rational work. Yeah. Uh, does it make sense to you? How do, how do you see this play out inside your own organisation?
3: We have 20 people in the office, so it yeah, can be working 5 or 10 people outside, but we have also 80 people working outside to mount the installations, etc. And they have to be there. And of course, that things are also changing in a, in a quick way at the moment, because we do also big projects all over the world and for one or two years you have to send the people over but nowadays things are changing and we um, do already I' say that uh, supervising uh, with the
0: computers so not not at the uh, at the place at the moment but uh, remote operations yes absolutely how does that contribute to sustainable food supply how can we feed the planet with that
4: well Yeah, sustainability, the thing that actually Wouter started with and uh, the the part we do, the climate systems, the mechanical installations to heat and cool the greenhouse, to create that climate in combination with Peter's curtains actually, uh, is consuming a lot of energy. That is what it is, the biggest part of growing plants or a major part of growing plants is actually the energy you put in. So uh, what we're always focusing on is trying to conserve and save energy use, as Wouter said, waste streams of heat, uh, go for geothermal systems. we done a couple of very big geothermal projects, um, work with um, like, like factories or industry where waste heat streams are available, even like exhaust gas to take the CO2 as a nutrient for the plants again. So instead of emitting it into the atmosphere, we're actually uh, helping to grow, uh, to grow better and faster and make production because By basics, the tomato is actually CO2 that is changed into a sugar by by a plant.
1: Do you have any, uh, let's say, outside examples of uh, companies uh, helping to increase the food production globally uh, as an inspirational source? Do you have a benchmark or an example?
4: Well, yeah, for sure a lot of our customers already that that we work with and uh, they are trying to find again in basics, it's, it's money, that's the cost price of the energy that they're looking at. But of course, by finding the best cost price, the lowest cost price, a lot of our customers are already searching for and have found alternatives and solutions. Like, for instance, two greenhouses that are next to each other. One is growing this type of crop and the other one is growing that type of crop. They are interconnected. The one that is growing roses has a lot of assimilation lights, consuming electricity for the lights but generating heat that they cannot use at the moment. So simultaneously another greenhouse, which is, I don't know, 100 meters away uh, that has no assimilation lights, is using the heat that's generated by the cogeneration units that are generating electricity and, and heat, for instance. Uh, a big project we did a couple of years ago in the Westland area, uh, an Ar- Ar- art to Vogelaar geothermal site, where about 14 greenhouses are all interconnected with 8 to 10 kilometers of transport pipelines. So they're saving uh, a lot of uh, gas consumption and CO2 emissions. Interesting, so if you if you look at all the emerging
1: technologies, right, we might talk a little bit about it, but what are the key technologies for your business going forward in terms of food production, sustainability or circular economy? For example, what is the importance of algorithms, AI or solar panels, wind uh, wind energy or solar nano coatings or quantum tunneling energy or maybe robots or maybe these new sensors? So what are key technologies that will impact your business going you, forward? Juri, if, if, may,
2: if, may, may I answer that one? Sure. Uh, I think one of the most The biggest challenges challenges of our industry to to feed the world in in the coming decades is to make growing easier. And and why do I say that? I say that because the amount of people that can grow in these industrial complexes, because this is what they are, is limited. So we need artificial intelligence to, to grow autonomously. Uh, uh, to to feed all these people, I think that is the biggest challenge that 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 we have to find, and it's not only AI. It's it's many factors. It's it's building systems. It's yeah, basically making making growing easier.
1: So can can you build a little bit on that topic, which I think is very important, yeah? the, the the self-driving organizations or the fully automated or mostly automated production systems in greenhouses in vertical farming. There seems
2: to be some alignment. Yeah. Alignment. Aline- so, that, that that's utopia. Uh, okay. of course Can you explain one of also the issues is, is, is cheap labor right so the uh, more developed a country is the more developed a country is the the less people are willing to work in, the, in, in in a greenhouse to be honest so we need to go to robotization as well but robotization gives different challenges it, it, you know you cannot leave the robots and do the work by itself it needs maintenance right yeah. so probably there will be higher skilled people going into these greenhouses and me- fixing these robots until there's a mechanic robot, right? That can repair the other robots. But that's, you know, maybe that's going to take another 10 years or so. That until we are there. But that's going to happen. What about reducing food waste?
1: Uh, 30% of the food is wasted uh, in the, at the consumer level or other levels in the supply chain. How are we able to reduce the food waste? Do you have any perspective on that? Any of you?
2: Well, uh, we have one of our customers is Lufa, and they have, let's say, a platform. Where they sell the the tomatoes of the greenhouses directly to the to the consumers, and and they bring it to that door. So actually, what they already do two or three days in advance, they know what's on what they know what's going growing on the on on the on the plants, and they already sell uh, are sold out one day before they start to harvest, which is amazing, right? Because that's how you actually reduce your waste to a minimum.
1: Interesting. So, what about collaboration? Eh? A big topic globally, also in the business, the sector. Um, can you share some light on how collaboration works in your company?
4: We are actually all of the three of us are specialists in our field and by the end uh, a, a greenhouse like a, a actually a production facility as, as, as Wouter is saying it it's a technical production facility uh, is built up out of many different factors and uh, well that's how for instance the three of us work together uh, worldwide we have a lot of uh, agents and local representatives that we share that help us and the advantage is that uh, each of our own uh, have our specialty that we can put in and together we build up and provide our customer with a complete solution, including project management, including site management and if you want to go further, uh, even like uh, assistance in growing the plants. Uh, and the pilot part is something that was presented before as well, so that's a piece of analysis software to help even people that don't really understand growing, like management level people, to manage their facilities. So that's part of artificial intelligence, I think.
0: Yuri, let me put in there, because uh, time is our enemy. I would like to give you now the opportunity with some greenbacks, that was, that's a sustainability currency, of course, not the US dollar. Yeah. You have some greenbacks now, Yeah. and you have the choice between uh, really advanced entire greenhouse solutions some really advanced world-leading screen designs, save a lot of energy, save a lot of labor, and some alternative energy solutions using a lot of on-site possibilities. So, do you keep your money because you're not convinced of anything? Or do you give it one of these gentlemen? Or do you maybe double up and give it to all of them because you know that's the biggest impact? What would you choose and why? Now, based on my
1: presentation, it doesn't surprise anybody, I assume, that that we need to collaborate, right, to help solve this big issue, food scarcity, climate impact, so I would say all three, but if I have to make a decision, I would go for Wouter, Uh, why, because I think the, in terms of the technological innovation and the impact, it's a key driver for for customers, and also in terms of optimization and food production uh, yields and climate, so, I would opt for you, uh, no pun intended.
2: That's a wise decision. We work closely together and, yeah. and normally we are the, the, the main contractor and you're going to get all of three anyway, yes. if you buy with me. So yeah. that's that's probably the best solution anyway.
1: I can, okay. I can build on that because what I see, uh, not, not just in this business, but also across different vertical markets, you have the hardware layers, software layers, services, right? And then platforms. And So the, the, there's a shift towards uh, the value of, of a business is towards software and services, right? And data. Data is the new oil, so if you have the AI layer or the algorithmic layer, you are in the, in the sweet spot, right? That's the real value driver, so that's why I give this uh, answer. Yeah. Yeah. Software is eating the world, right? And it also applies to culture in, in a sense, even though it's atom-based. Software is eating the world. And AI is eating software, and quantum AI is eating, eating classic AI, AI software. So it's a lot of shifts happening. Good. How do we feed the world though? In my view? Well, uh, I would say to feed the world we need to work together. Uh, start with collective purpose statements, right? So not an individual company, but collective purpose alignments. Build ecosystems, not platforms. And based on my talk today, and which you collaborate with startups, scale-ups, universities, governments, competitors even, right? Driven by the purpose and then the shareholder value is secondary. It takes time to uh, create that. In Holland it took me two years to uh, align people for retraining uh, with the board motor, So it takes time, but it's, it's a necessity. You have to let go of your self-interest in a, in a little bit and short-termism, a little bit. Think long-term, think about the purpose, the number one driver. Uh, use new technologies, old and new, new organisational models to scale faster for food production, using AI and other other means, and also new kinds of leadership that is more inclusive, more conscious,
0: and more holistic, systemic. Let me come to you, Peter, quickly and ask, uh, Wouter said, you know, we really go to the market together and we're united, but where is the, I wouldn't call it synergy, but where is the symbiosis in there, where's the added value?